Attention listeners, learn, grow, do, repeat with Jamie Tatino. You know we'll never be 100% perfect, though you can chase it. Every piece of knowledge you add to your tool belt just makes you a more rounded person. Jamie is going to be raining value every single episode, along with the amazing guests that he has on the show. They'll be from all walks of life, from all different industries, all sharing their amazing and individual unique stories. Everyone has a story. Everyone has learnings from their experiences, and we want to share that with you. As Jamie loves to say, let's go get it. We're on. We're on. Love it. <laughs> welcome. Yes, we're the recording. We are recording. Had to double check. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the next episode, Learn, Grow, Do, Repeat with Jamie Tatino. Uh, massive episode today. It's been, what, six weeks, maybe, of messaging back and forth to try yes. and get, uh, make this happen. We've been traveling a lot, uh, the, the, the two of us, but uh, we're finally here, which is really good, and we're really excited to get this. So our next guest on the episode, which you will be... Uh, listening to for the next period of time, maybe an hour, hour and a half, two hours, four hours, I don't know, uh, <laughs> definitely four hours, I don't know much, um, but we have an osteopath and exercise and wellness coach at WBFF, um, <laughs> Bikini Pro, uh, host of also the Level Up podcast, from what I've noticed, already a little bit of a joker, uh, very humble but very successful in her own right, now I can say your first name, but your last name, I purposely didn't ask because I want to try and get it right, so we've got Dr, Dr, Danielle, Antonellos, close, oh. very close. I like it though. Antonellos, Antonellos. There very you go. Close. So I'll well give myself done, a ninety percent. You spelt it right. Well, it's easy to copy off the internet. Well, true. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's just copy straight off the internet. How are you today? I'm very well, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having me. No problem. We thank got you for there. being here. We did. We made it happen, which is really good. We did. Um, so I always start off the episodes, and you've cheated a little bit by trying to look <laughs> uh, a little bit of rapid fire, a little bit of rapid fire, a uh, couple questions. So there's actually more. I've added a few in here. Here we go. Uh, I'm excited. I know you're freaking out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite song right now? I love a good Cloud Nine nightclub uh, podcast on SoundCloud. Right now. Yeah, literally, like Cloud it's Nine. No. Cloud Nine. Okay. It takes Favorite me back. song to get you pumped up. Yeah, again, just anything. Same. Um, yeah, the, the what about a one one song? If you could one. play one song, you're about to do a PB on the on the squat. What would you play? Ooh. I reckon an Eminem old school banger. Like, where? <laughs> like what? Like what? Like lose, lose yourself. yourself. Yeah, yeah, lose definitely. Yourself. Love it. Love it. Yeah. That's on my playlist. <laughs> Favorite movie? Favorite movie? Ooh. Again, old school. Something Adam Sandler, Rob Schneider. One of those funny ones. Happy Gilmore? No. Mm. I'm thinking more like um, like the hot chick and all that. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> yeah. I never sit down and watch it. TV love now. Okay. So I'm like. Okay. Favorite <laughs> book? Favourite book? Oh, The Alchemist. Yes, nice one. Good. Amazing. Favourite TV show? Favourite TV show. I don't have one at the moment, to be honest. All time. A bit of a cop-out. All time. If there was, again, one TV show that you could just sit down and watch, what would it be? One episode, you've got 30 minutes. One episode, I've got 30 minutes to watch a TV show. That's literally me on Netflix. I take 30 <laughs> minutes to pick something and then I just walk and off. Done. I'm like, time's done. Go bit one, of a cop-out. One, one. I'm not going to let you get away with it. Oh, the listeners want to hear. Yeah, I know. They want to hear. <laughs> they want to know. Oh, yeah, favourite TV show. Nah, man. I've been extra on Neighbours. Really? I'll say Neighbours, the neighbors. one that I was on. There you go. <laughs> that one episode. <laughs> that one. I walked past like an old garage sale. I was in the background. I'm like, yep, that's there me right neighbors. there. There it is, Neighbours. Love it. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> favourite exercise in the gym? Ooh, favourite exercise in the gym. 
Squats. Squat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Love Squats. it. Squats. Uh, one thing that you hate or dislike, and you can't say coriander. Oh, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> um, one thing that I hate or dislike: people just complaining too much. I like it. Okay. <laughs> Funniest slash or craziest thing you've done. Well, I reckon I'm pretty funny every day, to be honest. No. Um, <laughs> Craziest thing I've done. Oh, geez. Again, I just throw myself in random situations. Like, oh, geez, I don't know, man. What's one, gonna come out? Craziest thing one. I've done. All the funniest. The funniest. Jeez, um, I don't come know. Back to it. I'll come, come back, back to, to it. it. Come back to it. I'm gonna come. I'm putting you on the spot, which is I good. Couldn't study for this test. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, book or audio book? Book. Yeah, a bit of a reader. I swapped, yeah, okay. book now. Okay. Mm. Love it. Your first job? Well, I was a waitress. Waitress, okay. Yeah. Where? Um, at a Greek restaurant somewhere. Cool. Yeah, it was <laughs> an interesting experience. Love it. Love it. Summer or winter? Summer. Summer. 100%. Favourite person you've met? Ooh, besides yourself. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I've met a lot of cool people. I've met a lot of cool people. Um, yeah, again, I can't pick. I'm sorry. One. Call one. It's going to be one. Favourite person I've met. Mm. I can't. I can't pick. We're coming back. I know. We're coming back, guys. We're coming back. Sorry, guys. Everyone that's on here, make sure we come back and let us know. <laughs> this is a good one. I'll get in there. Here Everybody we go. buckle up for this one. Tell us a joke. Tell us a joke. Tell everyone. Um, the listeners a joke. No, oh, here we go. If you <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Um, oh, jeez. Come on. Here I am saying how funny I am. Mm. Oh, jeez, man. This is this is actually really hard. Intense, I know. Oh. The listeners want to know. Yeah. It gets harder, don't worry. You're kidding. Yeah. I don't know why I can't think of these simple things. We'll come back to it. Oh, jeez. Jake, come on. You're testing uh, me. All right. right. Uh, what are you best known for? Best known for? Um, I suppose, well, the fitness industry okay. and all of that. Yep. But just being crazy and being me. <laughs> <laughs> and being not crazy. knowing a joke. Not knowing a oh, joke. There goes my uh, comedy body gig. There you go. That's all right. We can make up for it. We've got a bit of time. Uh, tell us something that no one knows about you. Ooh. Um, I actually used to be really shy and the complete opposite awkward Human. Really? Yeah, like real. What changed? Oh, some people know. I think just as you get older and um, let go of limiting beliefs and mm. be comfortable mm. with who you are. Mm. Yeah, mm. I used to hate speaking, public speaking. Really? I would never have done something like this. Well done. Thank there you, you go. Thank little you. growth. Well done. <laughs> Wait a um, and I can lick my elbow. <laughs> I don't know why I had to throw that in. It got all deep for me. <laughs> okay. There it is. Um, <laughs> maybe that, that could that could fall under a few things. Funniest and craziest thing you've done, maybe give that a tick. Yeah. That's Tell us a, a joke. joke. That was almost a yeah, joke. I'd pay that. <laughs> so all you owe me now is your favourite person you've met. <laughs> Love it. Oh, um, if you could choose one person in the world to have lunch with, dead or alive, who would it be? Beyonce. Beyonce? Yeah. Why? Because she's mad. She's awesome. Um... Not only is she a strong, iconic mm. human, um, she has a lot that I know that I'd learn and um, I don't know. Beyonce. I just reckon she'd mm. be amazing. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Cool one. Okay. <laughs> she would probably be up there in my top ten probably. Oh, hell yeah. 
greatest thing you've learnt? That we are capable of more than what we think. We, you know, there's so much untapped potential that we live by in our daily life. Mm. Um, mm. I just wish we were sort of more able to realise how much we can achieve. Mm. 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 What's the percentage? It's like some crazy percent. We only use like 10 or 12% of our brain's capacity. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous Yeah, um, if you think about it. Uh, which is a little bit scary at the same time. Imagine everyone was using like 50%. I know. Just, you know you look at people like Elon Musk, he's obviously tapped into something. Yes. Had to open up more of that. Oh, for um, sure. What was 10-year-old Danielle like? Mm, she played tennis. Tennis. She was overweight. Tennis? Yeah. Um, good. That's why good. I got put into tennis because it's like, <laughs> come on, mate. Like, I was but, all right. I played 15 years. So I ended wow. up getting better. At 10, Pro. I was just starting out. No. no. Did you play against anyone or with anyone? In the pro league, pro league now. Ooh, no, I no. didn't. No, no. Okay. I didn't actually. Tennis. I didn't quite okay. get to that level. Okay. That's why well, I what was your personality like? Back then, I was a jokester behind closed doors, just with my loved ones. Yeah. But then I'd go to school and just be nothing Close shy. Mm. That's why I, my books were my best friends. Yeah, yeah, I'd true. learn. I'd yeah. identify with being the smart one. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. Understands, doctor. Makes sense. Makes there we sense. go. Uh, last question. That wasn't too hard. I was only staring you up a little bit. Um, <laughs> what's one trait or quality that you notice in your group, like your social circle? Like, What's one thing that stands out like from the top five friends that you have? Maybe the most yeah. thing that attracts to you. Yeah. Um, they're all – we're all supportive of one another, but for, as an individual, just really always chasing that growth and fulfilment and wanting, never settling. Mm. So they're all supportive and they're all growing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, encouraging you to grow. Yeah. Which is good. Love yep. that. Love that. Beautiful. Mm. So, how was that? And we got there. We got there. We've got to come back to the favourite person. We'll put a circle You're around that. You're my favourite person. Oh, Can there I it is. See? Yeah, come done. On. JT. JT. Me. The man. Love it. Love it. Cool. So, again, like I said, osteopath started out there, um, pro bodybuilder, exercise and wellness coach, doing a lot. Yeah. Where did it all start? Oh, it all started. It's literally all been trial and error the whole time, really. Um, but it just started. Dad was a bodybuilder, um, but I n- never looked at him and said, I want to do that. It just was a norm. So whether in that plant... Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Dad's really tanned. He's in his bungee smugglers. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're doing that thing again where I watch him make do all these poses. Is it it was rice normal. And chicken? Yeah, 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 legit. Yeah. It was yeah. normal. Um and then it just fell into me wanting to learn more a bit about my training. Mm. I'm like, I'll never train someone else. I just want to learn it for me okay. um, while I'm studying. Yeah. And then I just followed things through. One thing led to another, became a PT, um, and then all while studying at uni. For and just Yeah. Yep. Um, I did a health science degree first okay. for three years, yep. and that's kind of like an arts degree of, of health and science. Yeah, so I, yeah, wasn't, yeah, yeah. I was an overqualified PT um, because <laughs> I didn't it. mix and match my subjects well enough to be qualified in anything. Uh, okay. That was just yeah. me saying, I'm going to do this now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So then finished that, and I'm like, yeah, I want to be an osteo. Didn't really know what one was at the time, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Sitting down Christmas lunch, um, my uh, cousin's husband was like, you should be an osteo. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Googled it and I'm like, okay. It sounds smart. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and then just while studying that five years, uh, really fell in love with the fitness industry, started taking that to the next level, and then now my goal is to combine both. Yeah, the nice. manual therapy side of it with yeah. the exercise rehab training side nice, of it. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. 
So and we're here. <laughs> absolutely. So when did the whole competing thing start, though? Mm, four years ago. Yep. Uh, I was at one of my first ever fitness expos. I'm like, wow, this is <laughs> insane. And then my coach was actually doing um, like not a powerlifting competition, but a, a like strong woman event. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. remember the exact event. I'm like. Mm-hmm. That chick's a boss. How do I learn how to lift like her? Yeah. Of course, stalk on social media. Um, clicked on a few links and then it was about entry into her team. Before I knew it, I was on the phone to her. We were talking about goals. Um, and then I'm like, okay, I'll just get on stage. Let's do it. And just dived into it. So she did like a powerlifting or like yeah, it was kind of because she's a, a world champ fitness model uh, competitor okay. yeah, yeah. in WBFF, but yeah. she also lifts like a boss. Ah, uh, okay, so you saw her. In I there. caught her yeah. in that phase. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, in the off season. Yeah, yeah. Weights and shit. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, love it. Yeah, so then I did my first one. Um, took some time off. Went to Europe. Yeah. You know, just did what I needed to. Okay. Yeah, and then. There was always unfinished business, so went back, did another one, and yeah. then I just keep coming back to them. Yeah. Love so. it. So how long had you been training before your first comp? Yeah, uh, so probably from age 18, but then... Nothing serious. So nah, just... I'd go on the leg extension, do a few, <laughs> oh, run on the, yeah, the treadmill yeah. now, Don't want to get too much weight because I don't want to get too big. Don't want to get bulky. Yeah, I was still true. playing tennis, so that was okay. my main priority, mm. but mm. then once I sort of realised that um, how good the bodybuilding made me feel um, and I yeah. met some really cool people. I decided to stop tennis to actually put on a, some decent muscle Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, go from there. Go from there. Love yeah. it, love it. So with the osseo side though, like I know you said you studied and you didn't really know what you wanted to do, but mm, like mm. to then even do the research and say, cool, I want to become an osteopath, Yeah. you still could have said, no, I don't want to do this after the research. Yeah. Like, why did you decide to do it? Yeah, because... Uh, just it, it's an obsession with human anatomy and just knowing um you know to help people out of pain it's i find it pretty rewarding mm, um mm. i saw my first one when i had headaches all the time and i just i would take panadol all the time or i just sleep it off and then seeing an osteo just for a simple treatment i look back and i go that treatment was so simple but it got me off the medication and I, I, I don't get headaches anymore it educated me about my whole body i'm like imagine doing that for someone else had you been studying at that time and or you hadn't started studying yet no i hadn't started oh, okay, i was cool. sort of yeah so then um just following that and i sort of again just trial and error okay yeah. i'm gonna yeah. try it so why did you even do health in the first place you know when you first left high school to go into uni like why did you even study that yeah, so health sciences it was. So being obsessed with science, um, doing all the chemistry, biology, all of that. In high school. In high yeah, school, yeah. yeah. Um, and then just the health. I was an active kid after mm. the 10-year-old version of me. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I, again, didn't know what I wanted to do, which yeah. is it's a theme that's it's, happening. It's pretty standard, yeah. Yeah, normal. and then, oh. Which is okay. Yeah, the word health, the word sciences – I'm like, okay, they're two things mm. that I find pretty cool. Mm. This mm. degree merges both of them. Mm. There you See went. where we end up. Love it. So yeah. I guess now in – how long have you been doing osteo now? Uh, this is my first year out full-time practicing. Nice, yeah. nice. And become a pro bodybuilder as well. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's been – yeah. That's pretty good effort. Interesting, yeah. Thank definitely, you. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> well done, well done. Thank I you. guess for you, like, even just some questions, which I guess some of the listeners might, might love as well – in your field like do you have like a common trending injury or common trending like 
one a week, two a week, it's just guaranteed to get this yep. sort of issue. Yeah. And if there is, like, what is it? So I work in two practices, one in the eastern suburbs um, and then one more city. Okay. So in the eastern suburbs, a lot of there are a lot of athletes that are drawn to that clinic just b- based on the culture that's been created. Yeah. A lot of knees, ankles, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, but then office way, neck, lower back. Yeah, like a lot. And it's a very, lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, And that's why I really want to be able to educate them about prevention and strengthening mm. so they don't end up on the treatment table feeling helpless and sorry Correct. for themselves yeah. and, and not knowing what to do. Again, even on the back of that, like, you know, after I played footy for AFL um, for some time, yeah, uh, but when you, you have injuries, like, it's fuck, like, you can't, like, even just to sit down, to eat, to yep. to just do life, walk up, up and down stairs. Mm. It's like, you know, the doms after a leg day, you know, it's, yeah. you can't even walk up the stairs, it kills you. Yeah. But, again, like, but then footy injuries, like, led me almost in a way to, like, Stop playing footy. Yeah. Because I just couldn't recover from my injuries quick enough. Yep. Um, I didn't know an osteo. I never went and saw one. Mm. Uh, I'll see physios a lot, physios a lot but yep. never saw an osteo. Yeah. Uh, but maybe if I did, hey, maybe I'd still be playing footy. Who knows? Who um, knows? Yeah. Cool. Love it. So you've got a lot of sports out east, a lot more office here. Mm. What would be the best way for someone that sits down a lot to not have sore back, sore neck, sore shoulders? Yeah. Sore it's, body? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. So it's always Are about. We don't sit like this. Yeah, that's the exact. That's um, a great shot, guys. Do not sit like this. <laughs> Just not like that. So <laughs> you imagine we're in this position the whole time. It's about strengthening the opposite structures. Okay. So we're tight and forward. We need to strengthen the back. We need to strengthen our glutes and hamstrings as well. So it's about doing the complete opposite. There yeah. You go. Do the opposite. Does that sort of go with most? Injuries and pains? Well, yeah. Do the opposite position, movement? In terms of muscular imbalances, but a lot of injury and pain can also come from excessive stress within the body, um, hormones. Yeah. There's so many things Long that can... Things, yeah, yeah. yeah, mine of as course. well. Yeah. Um, but in terms of game, postural, totally. yeah. yeah. In terms of postural, yeah, like the opposite will serve you. Do you suggest like... Because uh, I had 11 years in construction, so mm. I was like moving all the time. Maybe like the last year, I've been sitting down a lot more. Yeah. And I feel like so tight everywhere. So mm. I'm always like doing a lot of foam roller, a lot of stretching, a lot yep. of like walking and running, all that sort of cool stuff. Yeah. But do you like suggest any stretches? Like someone that sits down all day, would you suggest they get up like every hour, half hour, do some sort of movement? Yeah. Definitely get up um, and walk about, but you can't go wrong with uh, the glute strengthening exercises really because you imagine our hips are super tight at the front we need to strengthen those glutes True. yeah so lots of hip thrusts and get your booty band out and but it I'm not, not even kidding like no, I, I, I'm trying to break the, the stereotype um, you know because all of a sudden there was an influx of women wanting glutes and that's awesome but um, it, it actually will apply to the 50 year old middle-aged man. Like, so, yeah, it's really about... Well, it's technically about a muscle store. You still need to strengthen it. You can't just forget yeah. about it. It's the biggest muscle and, like, yeah, it's so important. And um, it's sort of relatively it. central, so it needs to hold the top, hold the bottom. That's it. Okay. Oh, there yeah. Go. There you go. Um, what about in the gym? For people out there that train, best ways to prevent injuries, like you said, mentioned earlier, like, that's probably the key thing. Or if you can prevent it, then they're not coming to see you, which mm. might put you out of a job, which is not good. Um, yeah. But if we, we have less injured people, which is good as well. Um, so what about right. people that train consistently? Like, what would you say for the best way to warm up, warm down, stretches, etc.? So before you start, um, it's all about 
activating the muscles that you're going to work. For example, if you're going to have a big upper body session, it's really important to get the muscles that don't work as often working. So smaller um, pre-activation exercises before your warm-up and then get into your big lifts. Lots of mobility. So rather than just stretching the muscle, yeah. uh, get them activated, get things moving, do your big lifts, and then, yeah, if you want to do your foam rolling and things after, you can. Yeah. Um, but it's kind Would of... Do you do more foam rolling after training? You can beforehand if yeah. you are tight, but... Um, definitely your activation beforehand how long would you do that for oh it depends on how much time you have and how much you value it true i yeah. spend a good 20 minutes sometimes Warming but up. yeah Clear like up. on the pre-activation yeah. um and then i get into my main lifts just because i know how important that is so you're better off taking some time off your last set um and putting it at the front so you can do that effectively because then you'll just get better results throughout your workout well, I guess it is paying off because you've become a pro, so... I can say these you things can, now. You can, and, you can it, you know? and, it, and it's, it's, it's proven. It's proven, guys. Like, you do it, you become a pro. But that's not the formula. That's not the formula. Don't do it in pre-activation. A few things in between. Absolutely. There's a lot in between. A lot in between. <laughs> what about just the everyday person? Everyday person, like, what would be, like, three, would you say, maybe, like, key stretches that, you know, other than the, okay, maybe the glutes. Um, yeah. But, like, what would be some cool things that, you know, everyday people could just do to help build that mobility that uh, you know that open like just open themselves up a bit for um let's just say so everyday people coming in doing a whole body workout definitely do the activation exercises for your shoulders and upper yep. back yeah um core yeah and trunk because mainly that's not that strong on people and glutes as well so they're the three again that are, when we're in here these aren't working as well at the back um, your core's not on and your glutes not really on as Doing well. Anything. So okay. what about the, the person that doesn't train? Someone that doesn't, doesn't again train. the same. Everyone can benefit from that just yeah. because the way of our life, everything's in front of us. We're sitting down. We're not actually made so for glutes, chairs. We're not made for chairs. No, because you see babies, they squat down, or like people, True. you go to an Asian country and the toilets are in that weird position. True. I'm like, oh my God, is that a toilet? What the <laughs> hell? That really tests your squat. It's true. You, you, don't, you don't want to do that after a big squat night, that's for sure. Yeah, no. Um, so glutes, shoulders, up. and trunk. Core, core. Core, core. Yeah. Okay. Good learnings, yeah. But again, look, it's key areas to think about. And like, I love that you said that it doesn't matter if you train or you don't train. Mm. It's still good to – well, if you train, it's great. And there's probably more you can do. But even if you're just a certain person that doesn't train as much anymore, still focus on those. Again, if you've got yep. limited time, make sure that the top three things that you hit. Definitely. Um, and then all the other stuff will be a bonus. 100%. Um, do you see a bit of a – like, what do you see the future in as in like, not so much like what you personally do, but like I guess you said you're already there trying to shift – this mindset around, you know, even for guys to mm. get the booty bands. Mm. Do you see it becoming more of a mainstream thing that people do start to think, well, cool, let's go outside the box and guys are able to go and see physios and osteopaths to get themselves right. Like they don't have to just be the macho man. I'll, I'll be all good. Mm, definitely. Now that education is becoming uh, praised and a lot of industry leaders are actually uh, using their social media platforms mm. to promote education and really teach people that it's more about the aesthetics it went through a phase where everyone was holding you know supplements and in a picture and this and that and, yeah. and the captions were like a quote off instagram and that's cool it gets the likes because it's visually appealing yeah. but no now, now yeah no exactly well, there's no more likes yeah yeah, yeah 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 by the time you no no one's <laughs> got time for that but but, um, yeah yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but then now, you know, you're having the industry leaders and authorities really educating. And if we are to stand a chance in this industry as well mm. as mm. industry leaders or even just personal trainers, it's all about upskilling. Even as allied health practitioners, mm. it's mm. about upskilling. And I find that they're the miscommunication between the practitioners it's slowly diminishing just as we are getting more educated and open to everyone else's modalities um i find that people are working well together but there's still a lot of mix and match where the patient doesn't really know oh i've gone to this person they say the opposite to that Uh, so it's still a big loophole how can it be opposite well, just different beliefs. I suppose a, a GP might do things differently to an osseo. You know, just it's just different learnings. <laughs> I didn't say Pause. it. <laughs> I didn't say it. No, no, no. But at the end of the day, but you're the expert though. Yeah, in my field. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, if yeah. Come to you for that. That's what I mean. Like in that. Well, I'm not yeah. In that, if I'm just saying in that, what that is. Like if I got a bad back, like mm. who's the best person to go and see? Yeah, but if I generally thought, oh, sorry, I can't help you, I would refer you out, and Someone that's else, what, yeah, yeah. what it well, has Well, again, to maybe even explain to the listeners the difference between a physio and osteo, mm. uh, chiro, and whatever other O we can find. Yeah, um, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but what is the difference? Well, based on the, the textbook and, and the degrees, um, sort of a physio is like your exercise rehab they prescribe exercises um and look at the body from that yeah kind of thing um but then they do get hands-on as well so so what and when you say rehab what is that stretches and and movement activation Activation, all of that Um, so not so much like massage in a way some do now though yeah they get hands-on they do the dry needling um and all of that so that crosses over is that more sports would you say no, no, just nah. anyone with an injury. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then osteo, we cover sort of a lot of bases as well. So manual therapy primarily, mm. but then again, um, now we're crossing over into what a physio would do in prescribing exercise. I know I'm definitely wanting to combine both. Totally. Um, chiros, they use manipulations uh, or the cracking as people yeah, know, but yeah. so do osteos. There you so go. it's all okay. very interlinked. Intertwined, yeah. 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 Like who who should someone go and see? Like if i got a sore back, who should I go and see? Other well, definitely go and see. See me. Yeah, absolutely. I, if you're in Melbourne, absolutely <laughs> go and see. Absolutely. Um... Let's Again, just say someone's interstate, like they're in Naturally, Perth. I'd say an osteo. Yeah. However, it doesn't mean that someone else couldn't help. True. Yeah, so it really just depends. There's so many factors in it, to be honest. Um, well, how, like if someone, if you had like a friend and you weren't being biased, like they rang you and they live mm-hmm. in America, so obviously they can't come and see you. Yeah. And they're like, I've got this problem, what should I do? Like who would, like, I guess you've got to do some research and find out. Yeah. But ultimately, like, is there a preference? Like should someone actually go and see a physio first, second, third, Aussie, uh, Aussie, and osteo first, like what would be your first point of call? If they're in pain right now, definitely get manual therapy because okay. that's going to be your pain relief. Pain right now, manual therapy, because that's an yep. osteo. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Like if someone's really just really hurt themselves and they need relief or if they've got a migraine or something like that, see an osteo. Um, but then... If they don't really practice like how a physio does, go see a physio to work out, well, why did you hurt your back? Was it because your core was weak? Was it your glutes? You know? So it's about 
the prevention. So as because well. you do, you're in the training of exercise, mm-hmm. so you're naturally interested in the movements, Definitely. which brings in the physio side of things. But yes. there's probably osteos out there who aren't interested in mm. gym and maybe don't really have that knowledge that you probably built generally through the gym as well. That's right. Yeah, yeah so that's right. So you got to go and find an osteo like Danny, <laughs> someone that trains. I'll pay you later for saying <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, if you're in Melbourne, it's going to see Danny. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, I guess with osteo, because that's different in a way. Like, what's yep. that different? It's definitely needed, but it's mm-hmm. not the mainstream thing. Like, how was that accepted in the family? Like, did you ever, ever, oh, did you ever think you're going to be an osteo? No way. Like, I didn't, again, not knowing where I'm just like, yep, yeah, cool. My brother, just up until last year, would still say that I'm a physio. I'm like, no, I'm an osteo. <laughs> It'd be like, I was four years in my degree and... And he's like, oh, yeah, my sister's a physio. I'm like, and my family, they're like, I don't actually know what you do. I'm like, right, everyone get on the bloody table. (laughs) And I wish I did it now because, oh, can you just fix this? Oh, true. You know, so should have left it um, to the unknown. unknown. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, but now people um, know more what an osteo is. It's really growing. And then even Mm. each year at the uni, there were more students enrolling, which was really cool. And um, you sort of notice them popping up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and you've got that good blend on social media as well of still educating people, which I love that you do. Like, mm-hmm. you actually give really good value. Um, like, there's things there that, like, people could watch and learn. Like, and obviously the, the training and the competing side of things is amazing as well. But if, like, you generally just want to go and see shit, how do I activate my glute? Mm-hmm. How do I do my, you know, rotator uh, cuff warm-up, mm-hmm. so to say? Like, you, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably a video on there. Um, or multiple videos that someone could go, which I love that because you are educating. Like you're not just saying, oh, we should educate. Like you're actually yep. doing it. Thank you. You know, that's most important. Again, well, that's yeah. what, hence why you get the results. Because mm. it's one thing to say it, but you're actually doing it, which yeah. is great. Thank you. I guess to finish off on osteo side of things, mm. anyone out there who's thinking of getting into that field, any tips, any what to do, what not to do, like what you learned, uh, what you tried and didn't work. Yeah. Uh, I love that Warren Buffett quote where he's like, you know, you can learn from your own mistakes or you can learn off others. Mm. Uh, it's better to learn off other people's mistakes. So is there anything you can share? Definitely. Uh, be patient. It is a skill that takes time and I'm still learning always. Um, put in the hard work, but then when it comes to – so a lot of it is textbook-based, learning of anatomy and, and physiology and everything that goes on. However, human connection, it's about emotion, you know. You need to, to know that um, how to deal with humans and people. So just be open to really tapping into your own intuition when it comes to your patient because we're not walking anatomy textbooks. Everyone's different. So um, to summarise that, study a bucket load, but then once you get out and get actually hands-on, try to not just think about the textbooks. Be present, be with each patient. Be a, be a bit of real, be a human. real world, bring that into it. Yeah, and yeah. never stop learning ever. Never stop learning. Love it, love it. On the back of that, I've got one more question. Mm. How much learning did you have to do? Like, is there a lot to know? Oh, one year we had 13 exams. What? Yeah, it was nuts. Like, it was, um, that was third year. That, and once you got over that hill, it's like, oh, thank 13 God. 13 exams. Yeah. People are like, oh, I have four. I'm like, that's cute. <laughs> but I think I, because I left school at the end of year 11. Okay, did you? Yeah, I didn't even Good do year 12. Uh, I think I did. Three, maybe four exams in total. Like yeah. maybe one in year 10 and then maybe like two or three in year 11. And one was like really easy shit. There you go. I did VCAL as well. 
living the dream. Living and the but dream. look at you, you're successful. Oh, exactly right. You know, it's just mm. proves that you don't have to go the the full normal route. Um, That's right. You can drop out of school at the end of year eleven uh, and go start yep. working full time, which is what I did. Yeah. Cool. So That's I want awesome. to move on to the competing side of things. I've got, I've always got a bit of a soft spot for training and gym, and I absolutely love it. Again, you sort of shared a little bit about how you got into it, but again, how about like your first show? What was the prep oh like? God. How did you get to your first show? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the giggle there, so I'm sure there's some cool stories you're going to share. Um, but yeah. yeah, how did you even get into I know, I know you sort of shared how you got onto stage, but then, yeah. yeah, like, how did it all happen? Like, where was it? What happened? What was the result? Yeah, it was, um, so I, as I said, been a tennis player, so I didn't really have many foundation of muscle mass. Yeah. Like, I, I, from being an overweight kid, then I was a tennis player, real lean, running around the court for hours was awesome. Um then decided to do that. So then dropping the body fat, there wasn't that much underneath. I was pretty slim, um, which was fine. I was so proud of myself for bloody well doing yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. You know, and yeah. your first show, I got on stage for the first time. I had my tan on, you know, <laughs> some friends came down. It was at Mooney Valley. Yep. And, um, yep. So the IMBA the Federation yeah, at the yeah. race course. Yeah, been there. Yeah. It was great. My cousin did my hair and makeup. I'm like, cool. Then got on stage deer in headlights. I don't hardly even did remember it. Did you have a coach it. there? I did have yeah, a coach, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this same coach that I've yeah. been with for four years, wow. uh, Hattie Boydell, she's yeah. a legend. Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I was like a deer in headlights, so nervous. Got up on stage, I'm like, whoa, I don't even know <laughs> what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Standard. What about posing? Did you obviously do it in practice before? I, I practiced a little bit. I yeah. thought, oh, that was enough, mate. Oh. It's pretty tense, isn't it? Hattie was like, yeah, I, I don't normally struggle teaching people how to pose, but, mate, like, I thought we were in trouble with you. <laughs> like, you a little giraffe. Oh, it's no, you're sort of on stage with um, everyone and then you just do, you do comparisons yeah, and okay. all that, yeah, but yeah. it's not like a single routine. Hey, I did a routine. You had to do yeah, one. Yeah, it was fun. How'd shit. that go? It was good. I, I enjoyed it. Because I've always liked the whole idea of like getting on stage and performing and doing yeah. fun shit like that. But you're, you're, you're not dancing, but you've almost yeah. got to... And you know how tiring it was? Like, I was passed <laughs> out. Yeah. It was a... 60 second 70 second routine yeah i was fucked yeah i got to the end of it and you're already depleted as it is yeah you're dripping sweat and i'm like i've got to move i'm going to listen to the music i was like this yep. and you, like, i got off stage i was like i'm never doing this shit again oh um, yeah so you only went on the one time you didn't yeah. you're in one category yeah oh no no no, no I, I did two i did two so i won my did I, yeah. no, I think i went on twice so i did my routine then i did the uh everyone up on stage yep and then i came on again like half an hour later uh, and then did the whole quarter turns again. Oh, yeah. Um, did you feel better that second time round? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yes, mm. by memory. Mm. I think so. Just blocked it out. Yeah, I can't remember that. That's hey, it, you did it, it though. That's awesome well, exactly in right. itself. Yeah, exactly right. Oh, learnt, that's where the whole journey for me about learning, like what you said at the start, mm. like that we're, we're capable of doing so much more yeah. than we think. Uh, that's when that opened up so many doors for me. To Let's see like go. that massive weight loss, and then to even get up on stage and oh, you had a massive weight loss, twenty five kilos. Really, well kilos. done. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, but I, I was like the eat three kebabs a day in bulk for like two years. Oh, I thought that's what you dream. do. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got, I'm, I'm like, bulky. shit, I want to uh, compete. And the guy's like, yeah. My trainer's like, yeah, you're gonna have to lose about thirty kilos. Far out. I was like, fuck no, man. Like I just ate all these kebabs for what? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was doing, I was doing th- uh, an hour three times a day cardio last three weeks an hour three times a day oh my goodness but you did it i did it step up no step wonder up. you never want to do it again oh 100 no i'd bloody want to do it <laughs> but again. but you know what i put on 
now, I've probably put on like three kilos for my comp weight. Oh. So I dropped 25, 30 kilos. Yeah. I was about 90, 92. And now I sit at about 95 to 98, depending how much Maccas I eat. Yeah, how many kebabs <laughs> do you have in Maccas? I yeah. don't do kebabs anymore. Definitely Maccas. I love Oh, Maccas. you don't do kebabs anymore? We're going to block that out. No Maccas. Kebabs are way better than Maccas. Write that down. Spell it. Lamb or chicken? Oh, chicken, absolutely. With yep. chili sauce. Oh, or hummus. Yum. I don't do it with tzatziki. I'm more of a hummus fan. You're a racist. <laughs> Why not? Tzatziki, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit garlicky. True, true. A bit garlicky. For you, hardest part about one, competing. I guess because I, I want the listeners to get that. Like, people train, yep. which is great. Yeah. And if you just train, no worries. Like, and you don't compete. What was the hardest part with the training part? Like, let's just pretend you never competed. Mm. Um, and then maybe now the competing part. So that's sort of two questions. Hardest part about competing and then hardest part about just, like, getting in the gym. Yeah. About getting in the gym, uh, you've got to realise that you can't rely on motivation. You know, there's so many motivational quotes and, you know, mm. Monday motivation. No, like it's Monday. Just do what you need to it's do. Monday, like that's, is, yeah. yeah, that's the, you know, you have to just do it. Chess Mondays are. Everyone's oh, doing chess Mondays. Oh, oh yeah. But then everyone <laughs> caught on and did, oh, everyone does chest, I'll do legs. And it became <laughs> leg Monday. It's like, oh, my God. That was me. <laughs> yeah, legit. Um, so don't rely on motivation. Just go but and apply progressive overload. Each workout has to be harder than the last for you to have results. And that's hard in itself. Mm. Each workout needs to be harder than the last. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Write it down. Each workout. Right under kebabs. Yeah, just run <laughs> under the word kebabs. <laughs> so it's like as the workouts get harder, it's one kebab, then 1.5, then two it. kebabs. Yeah. Okay, each workout harder each time. Love it. Love it. What about on the competing side? On the competing side, um, as I did it more, it was really cool to be able to just tap into a whole other almost robotic version where, yes, it, it was difficult because then you're also battling limiting beliefs. Will I be ready? What are they going to think of me? How's my posing? Do I look good enough? All of that. Um, so really just learning how to like not ignore it because I did that in one of the shows and then of course when you're exposed and vulnerable on stage all your feelings come up and then I learned that the hard way so another deer in headlights moment however then I did a lot of meditation and really learned how to tap into those emotions and explore why I was feeling them and then that allowed it to be easier so I think a lot of competitors do go through that um, and then after the competing is probably harder, to be honest, because you've been chasing that carrot for so long, you get it, irrespective of the result, you kind of empty a little bit, and then you have to fill that with, A, rewarding yourself for doing something pl- pretty awesome. Absolutely. But then finding something else to focus on. What's next? Yeah. yeah definitely. With those feelings of, am I good enough? Am I, am I posing good? Is my tan right? Is my mm. bikini good? Um, like... How did, how did you, like, how many shows have you done now? Uh, five. Five, okay, cool. So would you say now it's getting easier? Definitely. Just by repetition, like anything? Repetition, uh, just like but anything. Ha- like, just say someone's going, like, they've done one or two like, mm. comps, or they're even thinking about doing their first one. Mm. Like, what would be the tip to, like you said, you can't ignore it. Yep. Maybe control it or harness it maybe? Yeah. That's probably a good way to frame it. But, like, how would you, like, give them to harness that feeling of, yeah, am I good enough? all the things that come with it start by making 
sure that your process is one of the best. So give yourself a long time to prepare. No, not really under 16 weeks as a newbie. You know, the more you do it, you can cut it to 12. Mine was probably about 13, 14. But as a newbie, minimum 16, even up to 20. Some in our team, sometimes it's six months. Okay, and now we're ready to start prepping. So give yourself a long time. Make sure that it's a sustainable method. Um, you know, three hours on the step farm. No disrespect, you got the result that you True. wanted. But if you could Correct. pick not to do it, absolutely, try yeah. not to do it. But hey, if I wasn't thirty kilos overweight, then I might have been okay. Less kebabs, yeah. <laughs> you know. Less kebabs. Uh, maybe two instead Write of three. Write that down. Less kebabs. Less kebabs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so give yourself a long time, uh, pick a process that's sustainable um, and then just really be self-aware. Practice listening to your thoughts, journaling's massive, meditation and realise that this whole game, yes, on the outside it's about what you look like but it's mindset. It's a big internal journey. Oh, it Huge. sure is. Yeah. That's like I said for me, that was the biggest... Yeah, like my body dropped 30 kilos. It looked pretty cool on stage. Got some cool photos to look back on. People still don't believe it's me. Um, but yeah, like that internal process. Mm. And for me, that's when I actually got more into self-development. Ah. I started listening to audio books because, again, doing so much cardio. I was like, well, what am I going to do with this time? I can't listen to music. Like I listened to air. I think Spotify was out at that time. Yeah, no. I started pretty much like downloading music and listening to it. So I listened to pretty much every album I ever wanted to. I was like, well, what's next? That's great. And then that's when I was exposed to these things called audio books. I was like, what? Um, yeah. so I started, and I actually did do a lot of learning on um, like the body and the mind and, and yeah. that sort of stuff. And again, it's stimulating in a way because yeah. you're learning and you're just dripping sweat. Yeah. Um, so it was a good little little lesson there. That's um, cool. Love it. So hardest part for training is just get in there, give yourself some time, but then also here, uh, you know, competing is also thinking about yeah, give it a, a longer period of time. What about a coach? Definitely. Like you, you obviously had a coach from the start. Yep. And you've still been with the same coach. Mm. Did, does that help? Obviously, it does because you're still there. But like, how do you find the coach? Like, where? How do you know if they're the right person? How do you know if you're going to work well together? Definitely, do your research. Um, also, would you suggest having a coach? Like, yeah, definitely. Can you do it yourself, or is it better to have someone there? Well, if you kind of imagine the best athletes in the world, they all have a coach. Mm. Yeah, they mm. all have a coach. So yeah. a lot of people coach themselves, and my hat goes off to them. If, if like, good on you. Mm. Um, but I feel like. The coach is there for a reason and it, it's such an emotional thing, as you'd know. Mm, it, mm. it just takes the guesswork out. Um, they're always learning and then they teach you their tools well, as well. Learn from their mistakes. That's right, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they just make sure you're okay. But I suppose you don't really know your relationship with that person until you try it. So, again, trial mm, and error. Mm. Like, I guess you could look at their results as well. Like who, yeah. who are they asked that they worked with? what's yep. that that person's journey been uh, to getting them there as well um, love that love that what about even with okay, going back to osteo like mm. do you have like coaches and mentors in that space outside of your books yeah do you um, have people that you go to sorry for going back and forward but no that's fine that's me as a human like that's literally the <laughs> theme of my life love it, love so it. Definitely. it suits um the lady Heather that I work for um, in South Yarra, she's just like my mentor. She's been practicing for years, um, but she learnt in the UK, and that's okay. a completely different style 
um, as well. So a lot of us Aussies use cream and needles and everything, but she doesn't use any of that. It's very just different techniques, um, very much in tune with emotion and the mindset side of it okay. because all of our thoughts, we store it in our body and she's learned how to tap into that in people. So I go to her for everything. Uh, we That's cool. Yeah, talk about it a lot and yeah. I learn. Um, and then there's, again, I do a lot of uh, courses with physios and um, like rehab specialists as well. So yeah. there's just so many courses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But love she's that. my go-to. She's a go-to. <laughs> yeah. Love that, love that. Um, for those who don't know, what does a pro status mean? Mm, a pro status is, it's like a byproduct of really just living and breathing the lifestyle it's uh, rewarded to someone who's an example for amateur competitors and who is willing to step up and, and lead by example. But it's it's also about like a community feel too. So totally. someone who wants to do that and we got to remember where we started. So, um, yeah. True. And I think yeah. WBFF did that really well, like the whole community mm. thing. Yeah. I've never been to one of their shows personally. Um, see a lot of social media people go there yeah. um, and it looks pretty cool like it looks like they put on a good show and it's obviously run by good people yeah. um, and they obviously get a lot of good competitors uh, I'm sure there's a lot of behind the scenes bitchiness because that's everywhere um, but hey you know at the same time it looks pretty cool from the outside and yeah. you're obviously enjoying it and what, have, you, have you done all no you said you did IMBA first IMBA and then WBF like all the rest after so that. two IMBA and three WBF nice yeah pro. love that love that what's the what's two things your future in competing and then what do you see the future of competing becoming mm, my even future. australia or, and international yeah so my future in competing i'll take 12 months off so competing in october i'll do uh my first pro show next october uh so give me that time to really change and again develop mentally as well because you're really stepping up again mm, uh, to mm, elite absolutely. athlete status which mm. is cool and the nature of it, it's definitely growing worldwide. It's so many – when I first did it, I didn't know anyone that had competed aside from Dad, and that wasn't relatable. Like, it was a little <laughs> bit, course, but yeah. thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's definitely becoming uh, more well-known now, which is really cool. Okay. Um, it's not as foreign, so it's just a growing industry. Yeah. But, again, within that, there's more education. People are really understanding their why rather than I want to compete just to tick it off a list or I'll be happy when mm. I do it or people will like me. So that's growing um, emotionally as more well, meaning. which is more meaning. Yeah, definitely. Right. And like it's funny you said that because I remember when I competed, it was almost like a thing that you had to put on your Instagram that, you know, <laughs> competed in, you know, whatever. You know, whether you placed or not, it didn't yeah. matter, but it was just like competed. It's like, well done. Legit, I had the same. IMBA, yeah, yeah, yeah. tick. Yeah, because now it's shifted a bit where it's not, so much about the title it's more just about getting up and doing it for yourself mm. um, and I love the fact that like you said like that awareness and, and then giving it meaning I think like, like even look at the osteo and the physios like you said a lot of people are cross pollinating now and coming together yep. um, look at multiple mm. different industries I think I, you know one thing I love is even look at sports mm. so many athletes because of social media like I, I follow the F1 a lot Yeah. and F1 of 10-15 years ago was drivers potentially hated each other mm. now like they get along like normal people. Yeah. But when they're on the racetrack, it's different. Like we race, but when they get off, like it's their mates. That's it. And they cross, you know, collaborate and they do things together. Yeah. Whereas you never would have seen that 10, 15 years ago. Mm. Same as footy. Like a lot mm. of players get around each other. They do a lot of external stuff now. And then 
really again the whole thing especially with males yeah opening up to that mental health side of things as yeah. well really helps as well mm. um, but i see social, social media like that's one of the positive things yeah definitely bringing awareness on a free platform that everybody well, maybe not everybody but 70 percent of the world has uh, to bring that awareness to it and like i said giving it meaning yeah, you know, definitely. not just doing it so you can say I did it and wow, look at me. Mm. Um, it's like I'm going to do it because I really want to do it to achieve this, 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 and this, whatever that is for that person, which is really cool. Spot on. Um, yeah. Binge eating mm. is it? I was going to say is it bad, but it can be bad. But if someone does binge eat, mm. what's the way to reverse it? What's a good way to get yourself out of that? Yeah, so definitely self-awareness comes into it again, sort of trying to work out your triggers. Mm. Um, Again, I'm no expert on eating disorders or anything like that, but um, often binge eating, it is a very emotional thing, so... It can be triggered by a series of undereating. So people are like, okay, 1,200 calories, like that's the number that's been thrown around. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you hear yeah, it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's dying good. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, you do it for a while. Your hormones aren't happy with that and, and your body thinks it's starving to death. So it's going to shoot out hormones that will get you to eat. It wants fats, it wants sugar, it wants everything. True. So that spike leads you to losing control and binge eating and then once you sort of get a taste for it forget it and then you restrict again Mm -hmm. and then the cycle keeps going um but binge eating can come from boredom it can come from so many other things what you tell yourself oh stuff it i'll just eat now and start again monday so self-awareness is really key and then if you can't harness it yourself get guidance because it's so common. It, yeah, definitely get guys. Well, like you said, it is common. And it's a, it's mm. a thing that a lot of people do, whether they train or they don't train. Sometimes people just go on a, a full tangent and they yep. just they eat 12,000 calories, not even 1,200, yep. you know, um, in one sitting. But let's just say tonight, you know, we went on a binge eating fest. What would you suggest someone does tonight? I know, again, I know you're not a nutritionist and stuff like that, but just based on your experience yep. through training and knowledge and being around these people, like, let's just say tonight we went and had like, 15 burgers at Macca's and 15 kebabs and we're like, you're fucked. Mm. What would you do tomorrow? Um, Could you probably wake is up? Is this from like, a physical or mental point of view? Whatever. Did, uh, yeah, okay. Well, we you, went you, out you, to have a good time, yeah. obviously. Yeah. So, it's, all right, we had fun. It was yeah. cool. Get up and just go for a walk. Yeah. Get moving, yeah. you know. Because you probably wake up feeling like, fuck, I should Oh, you'd be that. full. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so, that's what I'm saying. Like, what would... Because, again, uh, people are still going to do it. Yeah. So, like, what would you suggest? Like, they're going to wake up and say, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. Then what do they do? Do they go back to sleep? Do they cry themselves back to sleep? Do they go and get another tub of ice cream and have that for breakfast? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, I get it. Definitely. You know, that's probably something I would do, but you know. Yeah. But what, what, were you, what should they do? So if you're having bad feelings about it, oh, I shouldn't have done that, um, you know, just remember that you were with someone that you enjoy their company of, you know, mm-hmm. you had fun at the time, cool, it mm-hmm. happens. Try and um, identify, you know, did I overstep it or were we just out having fun? Cool, we're out having fun. All right, let's just, you know, I'll wake up, I'll go for a walk, I'll get moving, have some water, might push out breakfast until I actually feel hungry. (laughs) God knows when that could be after 15 Macca's burgers. Um, And then go (laughs) again. And then until the next social event comes, you know, go, okay, do I really need to eat 15 again? How did I feel last time? Cool, what are some strategies that I can put into mm. not eat 15? Mm. Eat mm. slow, you know, just enjoy the company, yeah. things like yeah. that. So Good. it's really about reflecting, how do I feel? Do I still feel shit? Yes, okay, what can I do to change it? Do I feel shit? Well, no, okay, cool, get on with it. So again, Love self-awareness. It. Love it, it all mm. comes back to that. Love it. Mm. Um, do you believe in overtraining? 
Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah overtraining is massive. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's important because as... What's his name? Uh, C.T. Fletcher. You don't, you don't believe in his theories? Oh, what was his theories? I About doing bicep curls like every day. He lives, he's, he's like that uh, African-American guy who just like lives biceps, does, does biceps like every day. Yeah, look, just some things. people could get away with that. But again, like if I'm coming back to the um, postural discrepancies, if we did biceps every day, we'd be a lot shorter. We'd be walking around like T-Rexes, really. You, you need to strengthen the triceps. You need to, you know. But your results actually happen when you're not training. So you don't get results when you're training. That's when the muscle breakdown happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's important to stop get nutrients um, into the muscles, and then they grow and rebuild. But they have to be resting to grow and rebuild. Correct. Yeah. True. Correct. Definitely. There you go, guys. If you want to get bigger arms, do triceps. Yeah. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> kind it. of. It's kind of. Kind of. Well, it's all part of the deal. That's um, You've done an amazing job online, social media, to build such an amazing brand, such an engaged following, um, have people like, from all over the world following you, engaging with you, commenting, like loving what you do. It's a big thing right now, social media. Mm. People are trying to do it left, right, and center. You've done it really well, so organically, so naturally. Again, how? Tips for listeners. Why? Yeah. Yep. So Your it first time. started out because I was posting a lot of fitness things, and I'm like, oh, I don't really want to annoy my family and friends with mm. just fitness. So mm. I'll just pop that in a new account. <laughs> yeah. um, didn't yeah. know what I was doing. Again, winging it. The algorithm was a lot different then. Totally. You didn't have to pay, yeah, you know. Yeah. Now you got to pay if you want any chance of advertising or this and that. Totally. Yeah. So to I started yeah again four years ago, so jumped in when it wasn't completely huge. Yeah. Um, but then I was just consistent with my posts. Yeah. Authentic. Yeah. Admitted that I was trying and learning and failing and growing and took people on a journey. Every time you post, you you sort of got to think, well, what are they going to get out of this? Mm. Yeah, so mm. really think about who you're posting to and why. Yes, it's a personal thing, but at the end of the day, if you want followers and engagement, you have to give them a reason to be there. True. Mm. You've you got to give them a reason to follow you and engage with it. That's right. Otherwise, yeah, and one key thing, like give them value. Value. Give good value. Yeah. Um, do you see it becoming more of a bigger thing? Like, do you want to grow it more? Like, do you want to... Like, where do you see yourself taking the social media side of things? Um, where do you see it taking you, maybe? Like, who knows oh, where it yeah. Go? The amount of opportunities that I've, I've gotten True. from it already, um, aside from the things like sponsorships and, and clients and all of that, but it's just been a really cool way to be an example, um, not only in health and fitness, but some of the most rewarding messages after I won the show weren't, oh, you're amazing, this, that. It was, thank you for showing me that if I apply myself, I can get a result. And that was cool. cool. And these were from people that didn't hardly even train, like, or, or not at all. But it just um, is a really cool open space mm. to, to show. Again, like, that's really the message. It's like, mm. like you said, you're capable of doing more than what you think you can. Yeah. You know, you became a pro, which is amazing. Whether you became a pro or not, like, you still stepped up on stage. Mm. And that still took 13 weeks, 14 weeks to make happen. They're Within the four years. Like, well, yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, that's yeah. huge in itself. And mm. think about tennis studying, tried training, wasn't really good at it, mm. did a comp, whatever, deer in headlights, did another one, did another one, did another one. That's consistency, mm. which is what you said about, the, you know, when did you start training? Like, what, eight years ago maybe? Yeah, Just well, in when general. I was 18, 10 years. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. So it's consistency turning up, but at the same time, like, it shows that you don't have to be born with the physique mm-hmm. of a Phil Heath. 
so to say, like yeah. born with that just natural genetic. Obviously, he wasn't born to win, but he was born a little bit, maybe two percent better than everyone else. Yeah. In that industry, in this game, yeah. Um, which I love. There you go. So, anything else on the socials? Like anyone again, anyone that wants to build a brand, like what would you suggest? Be authentic, give value, consistent. What else? Be different. Different. Yeah. Don't do what everyone else is doing at all. Uh, yeah. Really. Zigging you zag, eh? Pardon? If they're zigging, you zag. That's right. There if they're go. zigging, you zag. Yeah, I yeah, love that. Yeah. 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 Uh, different. And I'm not sure because you're big on this as well. I suppose mm, I've mm. really only just stuck to Instagram, but I do listen to a lot of Gary Vee and he's like have multiple um, platforms. Because yeah. imagine if Instagram disappears, Tomorrow. which it might. Like MySpace, sorry to Tom. <laughs> Tom who? Poor guy. Tom. Oh, I love it. Poor Tom, smiley Tom. But yeah, 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 yeah. so I suppose that's an area that I want to go down, but that's why I'm starting the podcast um, there you go. as well. And yeah, obviously yeah, you podcast. know all about that, Correct. giving value. Correct. Well, what made you want to start the podcast? Same thing. Mm. I was just like build that brand, get a name out there, give value. Again, like I said, coming from construction, doing that, and then yeah. getting into business and doing the footy thing and doing the bodybuilding thing. There was yeah. a lot of like personal growth. Mm. I was like, this is cool. Like, you know, I wasn't really exposed to this when I was 21, 22. Mm. I think really when I was like 25, 26, I was like, I wish I knew this when I was younger. Yeah. So I was like, well, how can I give that back? That's technically how I, why I technically started the podcast. Uh, and then, yeah, started putting myself online a bit more. And yeah, like I said, you've got to be vulnerable. Yeah. Because I, I, I can probably imagine how much you cop hate from people like you cop that a bit or not really uh, I'm, my, it's not too bad to be honest really okay that's yeah good. maybe because I don't really talk about extremely controversial things mm, okay. I don't know I'm just coming out with oh this is what I'm thinking yeah 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 yeah, yeah. a couple Love of people that. you know you get a couple but it hasn't actually been mm. that bad which mm. is cool well you're lucky yeah. But yeah, for me, I've got, I copped heaps cop of shit at the start. Yeah, mm. not so much now, but at the start, definitely. Yeah. Again, but because yeah. everyone knew Jamie as the footy tradie guy. Yeah. No one knew Jamie as the footy tradie guy who might one day change and become a business owner and you know have multiple businesses nationally and do a podcast. Oh, do you mean um, sort of from like people that you know Bit about of both. the transit? Yeah. Oh, of course. I got a lot of that. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, it's it's a change for people when we change when someone close to someone changes it's kind of like oh where are you going like what are you doing why aren't mm. I able to do this mm. and it's not that one person's better than another it's just you sort of drift apart a little bit one but thing that's I love life. is that someone says like you've changed and it's like absolutely I have because I'm not the same person I was like twenty years ago yeah I'm not the same person I was two years ago and the person that said that to me you're pro- they're probably not the same person mm-hmm. that they were two years ago. It's purely just a, just a reflection of them not really liking the path that you've taken. Yeah. And they may not agree with it or it could be a jealousy thing. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Um, that was probably the biggest thing for me. That's one of the questions that I got earlier. Like, what was your biggest fear? And that's why I said now. Like, what are your biggest fears? You know, whether it's in the gym or just life in general, like for you. Yeah. There's always still going to be um, that thing of just letting myself down, letting people down. Um, you know, you try things and you don't know the outcome, but then that's also exciting at the same time. So my fears are contradicting because mm. I create them, but then I, I'm learning how to sort of use that as a driving as a force. Yeah. yeah, like resistance yeah. means we care about that thing. So it's like we've got to use that as our compass. Yeah, follow the resistance. Like um, but naturally I have the same fears as other people mm. and limiting beliefs, of but course. it's just a matter of... Do you have tactics on how you... Know? reframe yourself and get yourself in a more positive state or so to say or how you like we said earlier about the container like how you can harness it and captivate it and keep it aside 
write it down, look at it and, and try and explore why it's come up, but then also talk about it. I have a lot of a lot of coaches and mentors that I do talk my feelings out. Mm. Um, even family, like yeah. on the way here about something, okay, mum a call, you talk stuff out and it's mm. like, oh sweet, all good, you know. To be more vocal or get it out. Yeah. Yeah, but be careful who you get it out to because, again, um, people are going to have their view based on, on who they are on it um, and it can be quite tainted. So just talk to people that you care about. Well, how did you build that circle then? Like you said, obviously your mum, she's obviously your mum. Yeah. But <laughs> externally outside of that, like you said, you've got some really good people. Yeah. How did you find those people and how did you keep them and how did you build that such a connection where you feel that you can open up to them? I, I didn't go out saying, I want to make new friends <laughs> now. Yeah. Kind of like people looking for a partner. You don't really just do it. It's I was in a course and then I met uh, one of my best friends now in that same course. Yeah. Um, and then just along the journey of doing what you love, you talk to people, align and then form that relationship. Um, but it's, again, it's just about common interests. It's about having the support, mm. who's genuine, not about how many people, um, you know, you have in your circle, but just quality over quantity when you grow mm. up, you know. Mm. Mm. When we're younger, oh, how many friends can I have on MSN and Facebook? Yeah. Your, uh, I think I'll put, I'll oh, there up. you go. I'll go live again. I'll start this again. We'll start this live. Love it. Cool. How's that? I think um, it goes for an hour, so it must go, yeah, we'll get right in an done hour. Well. We have. I haven't got much longer. You weren't joking about the four-hour thing, so we're pouring Yeah, so we're going to try and get a meal break. That's it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so you grow up trying to have as many friends on Facebook and MSN and whatever as possible, and then you True. grow up and it's like, nah, I just want quality time with mm. a few people that are going to catch me out of my shit and, like, tell me, say, Danny, what are you doing? Like, and all that. Well, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about if someone's out there who feels like they're isolated or they really just don't have a support network? They're not going to go and do a course. They might train, but they don't really like the people at the gym. Like, how would you suggest they build that ecosystem, so to say, like their own little personal one? Um, just find what they love doing and, and put yourself out there where there are people around or mm. get on social media and, mm. and reach out to people. Yeah, there's, there's so many ways that we can connect now, um, but be comfortable with who you are as a person first follow what you love doing and then yeah just talk to people you just you do have to put yourself out there true like you definitely have to be a little more vulnerable yeah absolutely definitely. and i like what you said there like find things that you love doing because then if you naturally think about it like if you naturally love that and then other people are there as well mm. you're just naturally going to connect yeah uh, and again that's how you meet your friend in that course so yeah, whether it's a sport right. or it could be reading or it could be whatever it might be yeah um definitely love that love that mm. what's one thing that you learned that just like really blew you away. You're like, shit, like that's pretty cool. Uh, how, oh, so growing up, studying, I did uni for eight years straight after high school. I was very textbook system orientated. And then the more I explored mindset and then, uh, you know, trusting in, in life and the path that we're on, I lear I'm learning how to sort of let go of me trying to have all the answers and realising, well, I'll put it out there, I'll talk about my vision, I'll visualise it, I'll take action towards it, but be more open for things to come to me and they happen. So my biggest lesson is we might not have the answers, but then if you are so focused on it and taking action and, and, and being open, it will come to you. 
and yeah, there's, there's Again, no that, that sort of, out there. I love that. Well, definitely, I totally mm. agree. But I think that is very universal, which is great. Mm. It's not like an answer, which I sort of knew you would weren't <laughs> going to be so direct towards the gym, mm. which is good because that is very universal to everybody. Mm. Like that, there you can just throw yourself into anything. Yeah. Like if there is someone that wants to change careers, get into bodybuilding, start the gym for the first time, lose twenty kilos, mm. make that cold call, mm. ask that person out on a date. Whatever it might be, like mm. just throw yourself in there. Yeah. Um, you can read all the books. Um, who was I? I was with Mark Randolph, the co-founder of Netflix. Oh, fantastic! So two Fridays ago, yeah. Uh, and Jeez. he said, you, he goes, "You'll learn more in like a week of launching a business than six months trying to study it." There you go. And I was like, "That's so true." Like mm. you can launch a business and learn so much in a short period of time about yourself, about the business, about the market, about everything, compared to trying to do all the market research. Mm trying to think well what's going to happen when we launch this could happen that could happen but that's all coulds maybes a week of actual trading will teach you so much more than what six months of research will teach you yep. that's why Netflix the whole story of Netflix is incredible like Amazing. how it all began yeah. um, it definitely didn't start with streaming it was so streaming was like the, the last thing they ever did obviously now yeah. before that they did so much stuff um, it's actually really cool it's definitely a good story yeah look, look into, into it. Um, Netflix mm. um I guess on competing and then work side again as well. Sort of two questions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very open, which is good. Yeah. Um, we'll start with competing. When did you realize that, or when was that moment you said, like, shit, this is getting real now. Like, I'm actually pretty good at this, and this could be a thing. Like, this is real. Uh, probably that thirteen. So just before I decided to do another one, I had eighteen months off, and I'm after my fourth one. So I ended up coming second. I'm like, you know what? That's me done. I'll never do another one. After Eight, the second show. After um no uh after my second WBFF, I placed second. I'm like, you know what? Awesome. That's, so that's your fine. fourth show. Fourth. Yep. Correct. That, after my fourth show. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do another one. 18 months passed. I was talking to a friend and she was prepping at a show and we were just talking about it. And I could feel my emotions come up and I'm just like, I just need to do another one. And this is actually the fact that I just keep getting drawn back to it. I know that this is a part of life, not because of the end result in the stage day. Yes, that's fun. But just the process, I really enjoy that. It makes me feel whole as a human. Um, you're disciplined, but discipline is a form of self-love. It's not a form of punishment, and that's really important that. to recognise. Um, so, yeah, when I really just had that burning desire to do it again and then with that result and the fact that now I am becoming an example and a leader in that, I go, okay, shit, <laughs> it's getting serious. It's pretty real now. Yeah. yeah. Does it yeah. scare you a little bit? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, but I love that. Like, if I'm not feeling scared or feeling those emotions, like, you know, am I living? Am, am I really mm. living? Mm. It's all part love of the full life. What about on the osteo side? When did you think, fuck, this is, like, real? Mm. Well... Like, this is happening. Not going to lie, I actually didn't think I was going to practice. Last year, I finished the degree, and I'm like, nah, this fitness thing, I'm, I'm set here. And I was told everyone, I told my mates, nah, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'll, I'll finish it, everything like that. Not because I didn't respect what it is as, as a, um, a profession, but I was just so trapped in just the fitness industry. But then I sort of, I graduated, took a step back and go, 
A, I've just done five bloody years. <laughs> Freaking hell, what am I doing? Absolutely. Um, and B, education is the, the next thing in the fitness industry, um, not only for credibility but as duty of care, True. to be honest. Yeah. Like, you Good know point. what? I, I applied for the job with Heather, um, who I spoke about earlier, and then got into it and fell in love with it. But the fact that... I got called by, by Andrew Locke, um, a physio mm. in the eastern yep. suburbs. He yep. goes, oh, so you're like a lifestyle osteopath. And that really stuck with me. I'm like, yeah, I am. So now I'm sort of moulding my own version of it. Which, Love that. Yeah, and that makes it feel yeah. really And good. again, now that you say that, thinking about it, like, that's what your social media represents. Mm. It's a very – it's not like textbook, textbook, textbook. It is very lifestyle. Mm. It is very open. It's got that great blend. It's organically come together of the training and the physio, uh, the osteo side of things, and yeah. just being you. Yeah. Which is again like that does sort of tie in the perfect name of the lifestyle style, which mm. is really cool. I actually like that. Thank I like you. that. Mm. Um, cool. Is this lifestyle what you envisioned? No. Five way. years ago, ten years ago, leaving school. Leaving school, no way, because imagine sitting down to the year 11 coordinator being like, I'm going to do things on a platform that doesn't <laughs> exist, you know. I wanted to work in an office, be a CEO, yeah. no disrespect, but I thought, you know, cool. I did all my hard bloody subjects that I wish I didn't mm. do, mm. chemistry, biology. It taught me discipline at the time. I've never used it really since, um, and that's fine. Like Pythagoras. Yeah, Pythagoras. I can learn. I, I know how to go? tie things like on a hundred dollar bloody like calculator, that? but like when that? It, something like that. Oh, it's Pyth- a triangle. That I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> Pythagoras. No, what's that? No, nah, Pythagoras is a triangle. Is it? You just draw the little. Oh, is it? Is that equals actual? No, it's a fucking table. I don't know. And then there was something here and here, and I don't even remember. So what's this now. thing? How bad's that? What's that symbol? I don't know. You pi? drew it. Oh, pi. Oh yeah, pi squared. Pi. Yeah, we used to have competitions on how many numbers you can of pi do you remember. Was that was like weird. That was a weird. One four, one seven, something. No, three point one four, and I can't remember the rest. But there were kids that would remember thirty there you go, numbers. Kids, see? Pi. Three point one four seven. I'm guaranteeing you. Yeah, that I reckon there's a seven. What three. flavor pie? Mm. Put that <laughs> under <laughs> kebabs. <laughs> pie. Absolutely apple pie. <laughs> apple, apple pie. pie. Love it. Um, there you go. See. One thing I've never used it in my life. There you go. It's yeah, Pythagoras was that. Mm. You know why I remember that? Um, you know the movie Like Mike? Oh, yes. With Bow Wow, and yes. they draw on the walls with the paint. Yeah. And they draw the triangles with the help with his homework, and they talk about Pythagoras. There, there you go. go. See? There you go. That's the only reason you remembered That's it. That's the only school. reason, not from school. See? Watch movies, kids. Watch yeah. movies. Uh, love it. That's the best. Let me ask you this. Why you though? Like, what makes you so special? Not saying that as like an egotistic no, thing, but like, there's obviously so many people who do WBFF, right, and compete male, female, whatever. Yeah. Um, on that front, why? Like, what makes you special to become a pro? Like, what's the difference between you and the next person? Mm. You know, like, yeah, and, and and even on the osteo side, like, you've always been quite successful there. Like, you obviously very successful across both platforms why how why you yeah and that's quite interesting um you know because that's a question that i ask myself a lot again that taps into limiting beliefs Mm. why me why am i so special this and that like that's a lot 
that I've had to work through and it's a confidence thing. Some days I don't know, but then I suppose if I reflect, I just take action and you'll take massive... And immediate action. Yeah, yeah take absolutely. massive and immediate action and just get vulnerable as all hell, put yourself out there and admit your lessons and your losses and your failures because I'm not any different to the next person. I just am following what I love doing and I'm going bloody hard at it. Yeah. And that, uh, this is just the end result of that. So would it be, again, consistency yep. would be one, like getting shit done. Yeah. Like just taking that first step, I guess. But how did you know what the first step was or the next step? Like what is the next step? Yeah, so I've kind of been using the whole trial and error the whole time <laughs> because that's literally yeah. what it's been. Yeah. But it's not completely randomised. I'm just learning to tap into my intuition and, and say, okay, do I feel fulfilled from this? Yes. But then you sort of, your priorities change. Oh, I'm going to make a change here. Mm -hmm. mm, and just really use, without sounding like a cliche, but using your heart and intuition as your compass. Because honestly, deep down we know what fulfills us and you just got to follow it. Yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of what's next, just really continuing to... Um, impact more people I think that's sort of the next level in a lot of professions so I really want to educate run seminars awesome. you know launch the the podcast which is close to launching yeah um, and just be an example for people but also share my lessons mm. yeah but even to become a pro mm. right there's obviously I'm not too sure if you know the percentage but there's going to be a very very small percentage of people that actually become pros yeah why you because I had the look that they wanted, to be honest. Mm. That's what it comes down to. It's a very subjective sport. Mm. Mm. Um, if you fit the criteria of the category that you're in, you do it well, you, they want you to represent the brand. Um, and if, they, if there's a future for you in competing, then you get awarded a pro status. Mm. Whatever, that, whatever you make that mean is up to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, cause the, what I'm trying to get at is there's probably a lot of people listening, there's probably a lot of people out there that follow you that think that you're, like, above them. Mm. Not because you're a pro, but because you've been able to make it happen. Yeah. It's like she must be born with this skill. Yeah. She must have she must have more money to have a better coach. She mm. must eat better quality chicken. Mm. She must get the better quality broccoli. That's why she can do it. Yeah. I guess that's probably their own internal beliefs and excuses, and we both know that all broccoli is broccoli and the chicken is the chicken. Yeah. Um, but... Again, like, what's that small... Like, you said you took action, but mm. why? Like, there's other people that yeah. need to do shit. Yeah. That's why I post a lot of my throwbacks of my first ever photo shoot. Or mm, mm, I, mm. I talk about being that shy, awkward teenager who would go red when someone would talk to me. Yeah. You know, like the popular yeah. girls. I yeah. would hate yeah. them. Like, don't turn around and talk to me. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Legit. Um, and then you just take small actions and then that builds your confidence and then you just keep going and going and going and going. And then I was able to get out of that shy per person who I was when I knew more about who I was from within. Um, and obviously working on your exterior helps with confidence totally. too. Totally. Bloody of course it does. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. the better you feel about you, I don't think it's a vanity thing because if I didn't feel good about me right now there's no way i would have said yes to Correct. this opportunity and then i wouldn't be able to help other people so mm, mm, mm. to be our best helps everyone around us and if you're in a group of people who you feel like you need to dim your light then you're not in the right group of people because mm, mm. everyone should want to see you flourish because then that Correct. will help them 
Love yeah. it. Love it. Well said. Very well said. Uh, again, we touched on the future. What is the future for you? I guess again, both platforms, five, ten, fifteen years. Uh, like, what do you where do you see yourself going? Yeah, yourself. Not so much the industry, but more you. Yeah, um, I want to to be doing more seminars. I want to be known um, as one of the leading people in the industry. Yeah. Um, but I also want to have a family in that time, definitely. So it's that whole. I've been really like addicted to self-development and growth and, and all of this that I haven't really been as social and, and out mm. there in that aspect. So I'd like to sort of head down that path too. Do that too, yeah, definitely. Um, but in terms of career-wise, definitely uh, educate, be a voice. Would that be more of the osteo side or? Both. Both. Both, yeah. yeah this osteo rehab lifestyle thing okay. that I'm making up. Yeah. I'm sure people do it again, but... I don't know anyone. So totally. I'm like, there's only Absolutely. one version of it. us. Absolutely. Make your own career. Like, look at you starting your business. True. It's kind of like, what do people want? What do they need? What do I like doing? True. All right, I'm going to make it happen. We don't need Perfect. to fit into a, a box, a job description. I think that's the best thing about like nowadays, like I guess 2019, 2020 onwards, is that business itself and doing coaching, training, sharing the message. I, I personally think that more people need more help now yeah because it probably is tougher because of social media mm. like maybe when we were like we're roughly the same age growing up like there was no bullshit like you just no. play cricket outside played footy hang out with your family yep like that's it but now there's just so much more to it to being a kid i mean growing up when you're like 17 18 like you said there's so much expectation put on you mm-hmm. i think actually helping more and more people is a big thing mm. uh, and people that do it well i think would do really well, like mm. get ahead. Uh, and again, we're in that time where we can, like, you know, Gary Vee's been playing for how many years on social media, but now yeah. he's cemented his spot. Yeah. I don't think it's going to take 15 years on Instagram to become a Gary Vee anymore. I think you could do it in such a short period of time if you give good value, yes. which is what you do really well, um, which is giving good value. Mm, thank you. What do you want the legacy to be? Ooh, again, yeah, going back on to uh, we don't need to be victim to our leg, uh, limiting beliefs. You know, we are capable of, of creating the life that we mm. want. Mm. Yeah, mm. so I want people to realise that. I want I want to help whether it, it doesn't have to be in the health and fitness and wellness. That's just my little vessel that I'm using to help um, yeah. put that out there as I'm realising. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What would be some books that you'd recommend? Obviously, I was going to say audio books, but your books, same. Most books are audio books. I did audio books for a while, but then I just started tuning out because I was mm. always doing other things like driving True. a car. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's cool. You um, can take it in, but not as. Yeah, not but as in much. saying that, having the physical book, I don't get through it as quick. So True. it's kind of yeah. like, mm. and Gary Vee's always like voice, so podcasts, it's the. Because we multitask. Thing. Correct. Yeah, anyway, Correct. you didn't ask me about that. Um, <laughs> favorite books. I love, yeah, so I love The Alchemist. I don't know I'm behind the eight ball on that because it came out bloody ages ago, but every time I read it, I've read it like four times, I just have a different light bulb moment. Um, Santiago. Yeah, like it's just amazing book. Um, but yes. then, oh, anything by Tony Robbins, mm, definitely, yeah. um, from a mindset point of view. There's just so many. Um, even Gary V's Crush It. Yeah, good one. Yeah, you'd like that yeah, one for yeah, sure. Yeah. What else? Um, breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Breaking the Habit. You know the author? Yeah. Oh, what's his bloody name? Breaking. I know his name. Um, the Habit. I have to look it up. Yeah, go for I it. I can't believe I just actually habit can't remember his name. Being. Yes. 
yourself. Yourself. He was told that he could never walk again after an accident. Um, and then he just... Breaking the habit of you being yourself. You haven't heard of it? Mm. A Lincoln but Park song just came up. That's not the one. There you go. That's the one. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Lincoln Park's great too. Um, if, I see, if I see the book cover, maybe I've... Yeah, it's... Um, oh, it's coming. Here we go. Joe Dispenza. That's oh, right. Dr. Go. Joe Dispenza. That's the book cover. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. I yeah, that. he's great. Really, it's a lengthy read and there's a lot of mindset in it. But mm. um, Breaking the habit of being yourself. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, probably. I'll give him that's Top enough. Books. What about cool. yours? Do we get to hear yours? Absolutely. I love uh, – so the guy that used to train Michael Jordan, uh, oh. Tim, S. Tim S. Grover. It's called Res- uh, Relentless. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Relentless. it's actually really cool. Like, there's a little bit about Michael Jordan, but it's mm. more just about the whole training side of things as well. Yeah. Uh, and I like the book um, uh, uh, Kavanaugh, the guy who trains Conor McGregor. Oh, really good book. Yeah, and again, it's not so much about Conor McGregor; it's just about the mindset and everything behind it. Yeah, turn that down so we don't hear people. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, definitely love the Alchemist. Yeah, uh, read the Nike book, Shoe Dog. No, read that. I bought it for a friend, but I haven't read it. Read that is really good. Like mm-hmm. incredible story. Yeah. Uh, what else? Yours are a lot of sort of athletes and how mm. they've been coaching. Mine are sort of the mindset. Yeah. That is sort of the power of now as well. Another True. really good. Yeah. One. Well, even one um, Robin Sharma, a leader who had no title. Oh. That's incredible. That'll what was like, his other one? Uh, the monk who sold his Ferrari. Yeah. Five a.m. Uh, is now the five a.m. Five a.m. Club. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. five a.m. Club is good. What was your one? Sorry that you said the first one. Uh, Relentless. Oh, oh, of okay. um, get, uh, Robin Sharma, uh, the leader who had no title. Ah, oh, interesting. Seven tier. Yeah. The leader who had no title. Um, that's really that's good. Cool. Relentless, Shoe Dog. Um, I read this really cool small book on Warren Buffett. It's called Being Warren Buffett. Oh. So it's someone that's really close to him that sort of followed him. Yeah. And it's like what Warren Buffett does. That was so cool. Yeah, that's cool. That was really good. Um, That'd be yes. good. I'm more of an audiobook person, yeah. personally. Uh, Fair like enough. That. Cool. Uh, last thing. Everyone always asks, what's your one tip? We're going to change it up. What's the one thing, or what's the... I, I sort of asked earlier, like, what's the best thing you learned or something that you blew away, but what's the one thing that you learned that really just stuck with you, that you sometimes just go back on? Like, was there something that someone said to you? whether it's a quote or whether it was content, something that someone just said to you that it's actually like stuck to you and it's like, I always go back to it. When I, um, so working in the city, a lot of business owners come in and obviously high pressure jobs and all of that and I just love asking them how they get to that level and um, I was talking about decision making and I'm like, how do you know that it's the right decision? Like you make decisions all the time and you can lose a million dollars right in one word that comes out of your mouth and they go, look, if you think it's the best decision at the time with everything that you know, then it's the right decision, okay? The outcome, it's it doesn't matter. If you thought it was the right decision at the time, cool. And then if it didn't go to plan, reflect on it and then just keep moving because, you know, too often do we overthink things and then we just don't end up making a decision mm. or we do and we don't get the result that we wanted at the time um, and we beat ourselves up over it. But... It was what you wanted at the time. You made the decision. Cool. All right, move on. Love it. 
Love it. And then that's very similar to what I say about uh, regrets. Like, I don't regret anything because mm. I'll, I'll always do what I think is best at the time. Perfect. Because who would do something that's not best for them? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, who would actively say, I'm going to do something right now because it's not the best thing for me? Like, we're always going to put our best foot forward. Mm. So you can't really have any regrets. Yeah. If you choose to go and eat the pizzas, for whatever reason, you believe that that's the right thing to do at that time. Mm. That's yep. why you're doing it. Yeah. That's it. So that's why I think that's very similar to what you said. But again, just like, yeah, make the decision like based on the best information you have. Yeah. Um, and be happy with that. Danny, it has been amazing. Best way to find you. People out there, best way to find you. Socials, website. I think I've got it up there. But yep, so really on Instagram, yeah. Danny, how do you say my last name? Okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Antonellos. Perfect. Nailed it. Love it. Good. But Danny Antonellos. I can't have like 30 seconds to practice. Like I'm going to be able That's to get okay. pretty quick at it. That's um, okay. I screwed up the first part. <laughs> Tell me a joke, mate. Oh, I don't right, even know. Favourite person you've met? You, JT. Oh, give me another JT, one. JT, Oh, why don't, why don't I open that up? Going back? <laughs> Honestly, I've met that many cool people. Like, oh. Maybe, okay, let's help it. Maybe celebrity. International oh, celebrity. person that most people know. Favourite person you've met? Mate, you've, you've, I've put myself back on this. Who have I met that's a celebrity? Oh, I kind of met Ellen DeGeneres. Does that count? Kind of. Oh, what, not really. I sort of? of stalked her and, like, took a selfie in front of her. <laughs> I think that was pretty cool. Um, oh, big name celebrity. Well, so someone you've spoken to. Favourite person you've spoken to and had a conversation with? Mm, again, I don't know, man. I've, I'm grilling myself. I want to know yours because I feel like this is a question. You, you met the co-founder of Netflix yeah, two weeks cool. ago. Yeah, uh, Favourite person I've met? Uh, I chatted with Eric Thomas. He was pretty cool. Um, I think, yeah, definitely Gina Ellis is really cool as well. Oh. Boost juice. Yeah. She's really cool. Uh, yeah, I'd have to probably say either her or Netflix, uh, Mark mm. Randolph. Uh, That's really cool. The only reason I'm going to say Janine Ellis is because she's Melbourne based mm. and we're roughly in the same sort of industry. So I'm going to have to give You'd it to her. You would have learned a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's really but you cool. You can't get away from the question by bouncing it back to me. So we are not going to go anywhere until you tell me your favorite person you've met. Spoken to. To be honest, my mentors, I just see them, but they're not celebrities, sort of thing. Yeah, I just really admire. Again, it's not a specific person. I'm yeah. very good at dodging my way You're out of well. questions. But well. um, anyone that we can really learn from and respect and want to be like, I, I'm drawn towards them. So I've got my my coach, like a strength coach, a mindset coach. I think my coaches and my favourite people feel obviously there's some sort of an emotional connection with that. Correct. Um, but then, yeah, and I haven't met Beyonce yet. So, you know. <laughs> if you listen to Beyonce, reach That's out. It. Reach out. Well, again, thank you so much. Thank it's been you. Absolutely amazing. You're awesome. It wasn't four hours, we so did we did well. We're going to listen to some Cloud Nine now. Yes. On the drive home. <laughs> That's why you Thanks. take notes. Uh, I'm going to read The Alchemist. We're going to watch Neighbors. What, what year was it? We, we can Ooh, all go back and watch this it episode. It was last year. Last year. Yeah. What sort of what time of the year? So people can go back and watch. Oh, I was and in, see you I'd have past. to find it. Yeah, because I was in like two or three actually. Oh, yeah. there you go. Stepping it up. Love it. <laughs> now, well done again. Congratulations on such a, a huge, successful, yet only really the beginning. Mm. In a way, like, you're still so young, you've achieved so much, but it's only really the start. 
you know, and like I said, you, some of the ideas that you've got for what you're going to do in the future is incredible. Um, so I definitely suggest that everyone goes and follows you and follows the journey because, yeah, so much to learn. And even just follow up what, what you post online, like it's incredible. Thank you. Uh, and I love that that little cross collaboration that you're doing with the education and being a bit more you uh, and a bit more of a, a joker at times as well, <laughs> which is really cool. But again, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and to everyone else out there, thank you so much for li- tuning in and listening. Uh, we've got a few more guests coming up in the next couple of weeks that you're really going to enjoy. Uh, But until then, stay safe and we will talk to you soon.